Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are now in Ray's Juke Joint. The lights are on, the drinks are flowing, and I'm here once again with my people, Elise, the young prodigy, the smartest young lady I've come across in sports in a long time. And my guy, Eric, the stat man, if you want to know about stats, Eric's your guy, especially when it comes to baseball and front office things. So we're here. Elise, how you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. I know that uh, you're having a good time with your family and you guys are welcoming a new addition to the family. That's pretty awesome. And you got that amongst the other things going on with the, the teams that we love. So I Man, pretty yeah. Go ahead, juggling that and and uh traveling out of town yeah it's been a lot it's been fun good 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 i'm, I'm glad to hear that um eric how you feeling tonight i mean i feel all right not too happy the white Sox blew to the a's last night but uh overall i'm feeling good another day another game right so we're ready yes i mean um i mean since you brought it up let's just jump right into it let's just jump right into it the, the white Sox last night started a three games homestand once again i say homestand against the lowly oakland athletics the a's came in and put a spanking on our boys uh what was the final score on that game because i, I kind of missed it i think we ended up losing six three was all the ultimate final six three I, I thought 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 I yeah, uh, it was fantastic. I mean, it was five hours of straight pretty much baseball. Like, that's all we were talking about was White Sox and trade deadline stuff and, uh, you know, front office and trade needs and how the games played. And it, it was good. You know, one interesting point that was brought up last night. In the, I mean, I get it. I get people are frustrated and I get it. Like you said, it's a lowly athletics. But like, you know, Hawk Harrison used to say, it's not necessarily who you play, it's when you play them. The, uh, this team we're playing right now just swept the Houston Astros, who have like the third best record in baseball. They just swept them out before they came so in. So you're telling me they came in here hot. They came in here a little hot. So hopefully we can cool them off tonight, but they would definitely came in here a little hot. Wow. I think they've won six out of the last eight. Well, make that That's seven out of nine after saying, last night. Yeah, nine. seven out of nine. That's, that's pretty hot in baseball. To go a 10-game stretch and, and be um, with the possibility of going 7-10 and 10 tonight against the uh, White Sox, that's that's pretty hot. Um, and, and to sweep the Astros, that's pretty big, too. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I missed, the, I missed the, uh, the space last night. I was handling some, some real important business uh, with my family, uh, my wife. You know, we got some new chapters to endeavor into. Endeavor into, that's terrible English. Y'all laughing at me, I don't care. Um, but we got some, we starting on something new. So I'm pretty excited about that. And, um, you know, my birthday is tomorrow, July 31st. Uh, I hit the, the, the nice number. Happy of, birthday! Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. 
So yeah, I hit 45 tomorrow. I will be at the White Sox game tomorrow. Uh, we got Dylan Cease on the bump. Uh, so I'm expecting a really good game. Get to see the ace uh, start tomorrow. Um, hopefully I can do a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, live on the scene reporting for, for, for us and we can um, have that for our next episode. But we shall see. We shall see. But Eric, tonight, what do we got going on tonight? Who, who's on the bump tonight? Johnny. Johnny Cueto's going tonight. So, you know, um, you know, I like our chances. The lineup was already out. It's pretty much the best slugging lineup we can put out there. Um, you know, Sheets bat in the A-hole. Uh, minus Robert, you know, being out. But uh, I like the lineup tonight. I think they win tonight. I hope they win tonight. But uh, it looks like it's set up. You know, I pulled, uh, before we got on, I pulled the, you know, the win, expect the odds. White Sox Twitter's all bummed out. And even on the spaces last night, they were bummed out talking about quitting. But, you know, we're still win, expect the odds. They got the White Sox 84 and 78. Same record as the Twins, 84 and 78. Both 36 and a half percent chance to win a division. So, I mean, there's no quitting me. Like, it's tied. Pass is the pass. Let's buckle up and go and see what happens tonight. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of people could take a, a, a woe is me attitude about it and then just throw up their hands and walk away from the team. That would be the easy way to go. But I don't think the guys are doing that. I don't think, I don't think the White Sox are doing that. I think they're, you know, going to, to, continue to fight. I think I could just say that. They're going to continue to fight. I don't think they have a, a defeatist attitude um, about the season because they are only three games back. They are only three games back. So um, we should probably just... And I don't know if you had a chance to listen to uh, Josh Harrison last night. You probably didn't with the wife getting in town. Yeah. But uh, he came to the defense of uh, the clubhouse came in defense of the manager, came in defense of the presence, said we got great chemistry. We're ready to go. I know chemistry don't equal wins. We might be pressing, but he basically said what you just said. He said, there's no quitting here. We're fine. We're connected. We're together. So that's another person outside of TA, Liam, Jose, that's came out and been like, it's all good in here. So I'm hoping for a run because we got a pretty good schedule coming up. Yeah, tell us what you, you had you had mentioned before that we have a run of like fifteen or sixteen or maybe even more straight of sub five hundred teams. So yeah, so we started it with a stretch here, opening with nineteen straight games against teams sub five hundred. We're down to sixteen. Sixteen more to go of against straight five hundred. So the rest of this and the majority of uh, August are against Texas, Detroit, Kansas City twice, I believe. So like. This next 16 stretch, I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but I mean, I would love to see them at least put up like, you know, a 10 and six, pick up four games. You know, I pick up four games, you go three games over 500. I think that gets you knocking on first place, but I'm hoping they can go 10 and six this next 16. So, so with those series, if, if we, if we looking at those series, you're saying if we can take uh, two out of three from each? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what I'm thinking. I know everybody gets excited and they want to win, you know, 12 and four, but that's just not baseball. Baseball is winning series. It's winning two out of three, winning three out of four. Don't get swept. Split four gamers if you can get three out of four. So, like, I know it's a lesser opponent, but that just means we should win the series. So, 16 game stretch, like to you know, 
win two out of three, being on 66% winning percentage there. So, you know, if we could win 10, maybe 11, I, you know, that'd be great in that stretch. So, so at least let me let me tell you. Um, I don't know if you have your schedule put up. I got mine put up for for all of us. So, um, we got Oakland tonight and tomorrow, and then we go right into another homestand against the Royals. So, a three game homestand against the Royals, and then an away um, uh, series against Texas. So that's a four game series against Texas, and then we come back and we have a four game series against um, the Royals again with a double header to start us off in that series. And then we ended with your people, your 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 other, you know, the team you don't really like too much, but the Detroit Tigers, we got a three game series to to end to end our our, our, our run of, of, of lowly teams. So to me, I think we definitely could either take two or three from um, uh, Kansas City. Um, Matter of fact, let's go back. Oakland, I think we could do two out of three, right? We could win tonight, win tomorrow, and then we can right. get two out of three from Kansas City. Then we could get mm-hmm. um, three out of four from Texas, and three yeah. out of four from. Uh, so yeah, that's. I think I, Eric. I think you might be shorting us a couple games there because I think that's more than sixteen games. So unless I'm not, at my addition is bad. I think it's just sixteen. Yeah, well, it could have been. It could have been, but I mean, I, I'm with you, Eric. We go ten and six, you know, eleven and eleven and five, and that's and that's set. I think we're good. What you think, Elise? Yeah, I think uh, ten and six is doable. Uh, you know, because there's always going to be games we drop that we shouldn't, but it's baseball, so you're not going to win every game. And some teams just get you on on nights, even if they're the worst your team. So. Right, yeah. right. I think another thing to keep in mind here a little bit, you know, Ray, at least is like playing these teams under 500 past the deadline makes a difference because some of these teams are going to be trading away players. The Royals traded away Benetton already and already weakened their squad. So like some of that stuff, you know, could be good timing for the White Sox maybe to get healthy a little bit in the win call. Right. Um, so I just did a little, just did a little math. It's, it's actually 17 games when we finish up with Detroit. Okay. And, it's, um, and if we do win the series, so let's say we go uh, two, the next two and one out of Oakland, and then two out, um, two out of, I just said two out of one, two out of three in Oakland with Oakland, two out of three with Kansas City, uh, three out of four with Texas, three out of four with Kansas City, and then two out of three with Detroit, that brings us to a 12 and five record going into the Houston series at home. Yeah. So that's ideal. That would be optimal. And then you say we'll gain a few games. And I don't know what Minnesota's schedule is. I don't know what Cleveland's schedule is, but I'm pretty sure I looked at it before and their schedule is more brutal than ours. So I think we're okay. Cleveland already lost today. So that's good news for us tonight, maybe. Right. I mean, with with Quato, I, with Quato, you say it all the time, especially when we're in the space with the with the scumbags. Um, that he is a pitcher. He's a professional. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to hit his spots. He knows how to um, do what he needs to do to get the, uh, the 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 best winning chance for him with each batter. Expound on that for me, Eric. 
Yeah, I mean, the man, I believe it's 14. It could be a year or more, give or take either way, but it's right around 14 years in the league. And you don't make it as a starting pitcher in 14 in the league if you don't have a little bit of craft. And, you know, you guys all see the funny windups. That's to keep hitters off balance, you know, whatever. He's got five different pitches he'll throw up there and he throws them about an even percentage of the time overall. He's not scared to use any of them in any count. It's all about keeping the hitters off balance and you know he's a thinker i guarantee you right now he knows how he's attacking the first nine guys the first time through the line like he's already played it out in his head from all the prep and all the stuff he does if you guys seen him like work the steps and do the stuff like he's got his routine like he's a professional pitcher and uh he he knows the spots he's in tonight he knows it's his turn to answer the bell and i i think he'll step up i think he'll answer it yeah Right. So um I, I think I think uh he's also just been a, a another voice in the clubhouse of positivity. Stay calm. He's been there before. And I think that that lends to uh the team having the confidence that they have. You know what I'm saying? That lends to them um maybe listening to leaning on a guy like Johnny Cueto to say, Hey, you know what? You know, we've been there before. We, You know, I was in San Francisco. We had a few up and down years, but we ultimately got where we wanted to be. You know what I'm saying? So, you yeah, know, it's pretty huh? Yeah, I think another little thing I love about Johnny, we've talked about this on the spaces. I mean, there's so much good baseball knowledge going on in the spaces. We had a bunch of new people last night. I appreciate everybody that comes in because it was fantastic. Um, is, you know, Johnny Cueto's, uh, like we said, a 14-year vet, first time with the team. But if you notice on his off days, he ain't hiding in the dugout. He ain't hiding in the bullpen. He's on the front rail in every pitch, watching every game, cheering on his teammates, trying to get him in. Like, he's, he can tell. He loves baseball. He loves, loves baseball. Right, and that's huge. So, so I think that um, that could take us right into a good segue into bringing another player in here that could have that same kind of impact be standing on the guardrails, yelling for his team, clapping, jumping up and down for home runs. Uh, Eric, the trade deadline is Tuesday, though. <laughs> Are the Sox making any kind of moves? They're going to have to. I mean, they'll make, you know, I think three or four um, moves for sure. Uh, I think they'll add in both starting pitching and relief pitching. I know that's going to not be everybody's favorite exciting, but, you know, we talked about this for probably three hours in the spaces last night, and there's and if anybody's been in the spaces or anybody hasn't met, there's one thing I'll just constantly preach. Slugging matters. That's the stat that matters. You know, the White Sox are lacking. It. There's just no way around it. So, you know, I looked up some guys that I thought could be available. Current rankings, MLB slugging. You know, CJ Crone plays over at Colorado. He's 13th currently slugging 521. But the Colorado Rockies came out today and said, they're not interested in making any trades. As a matter of fact, their closer that was one of the top relief pitchers, they went ahead and signed him to an extension. So you can almost cross him off the list. Um, Brandon Drury, um, if you've been in the spaces again, listening, we have been saying this name for two months now, trying to get him over here. Uh, but he's 14th in the league in slugging 512. Um, Josh Bell plays first base. He used to play right field. I doubt he can anymore, but over in the Nationals, he's 23rd. Slugging uh, 493. 
the interesting name that was popped around today. Was it David Peralta? Because I kept seeing that on the timeline. Today. <laughs> yeah, well, the scumbags <laughs> trying to shove left-handed hitting outfitters down my throat last night. Like, they had a mission. They were taking turns, going around. Kept oh, going. they was against you? I oh, yeah. didn't know oh, yeah. what it was. Oh, I yeah. saw it, and I was like, you guys, right now. <laughs> but I didn't know I was pointed towards you, Eric. I am so sorry. Like, I did not oh, know. Yeah, no. Justin for a while, even though he's on a different, he's on my side now, but, like, Ian and uh, Sox, Nick, they're all having fun with me. They just kept throwing out every left-handed Outfitter might yeah, be available. I think some of them might be retired. They just kept names left-handed outfielders. They just like, wanted them. Them fucking scumbags came in there. They, they was trying to bully you into thinking that we need a left-hand hitter, like a yep. left-hand power bat. And you kept trying to tell them. And I heard a piece of this. So you scumbags don't think I was in there. I was there, you motherfuckers. Listen, uh, you 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 don't have to have a left hand. All you gotta do is be able to hit right-hand pitching. Right. There's two different things. There's two different things. <laughs> They don't get it. They don't, they don't quite get it. So, no, so like Peralta was a name they just kept throwing around. Yeah, oh, Junior came in and threw it around. I'm like, not you again. Like, I'm like, and I kept telling him it's a sideways move. When you study front office and you sound stuff, like sideways is the last thing you want to do. And like, what does sideways mean? Sideways means like, this guy isn't much better than what I just replaced. So that's why if you saw on my Twitter page, I broke down like the last 800 bats, 750 bats against right-handed pitching of Jock Peterson, AJ Pollock, Gavin Sheets, and David Peralta. And I'm like, look, there's not much difference here. This is a sideways move. Why are we gonna burn assets to go sideways? So when Tampa signed Peralta today, I'm like, got this, got, I got a little bit back on the scumbags and be like, told you, told you he was never coming here. Right, yeah, you got to get back out tonight when they when they pop in for tonight. Uh, when we open the lights tonight. For the yeah, stage. yeah. So one yeah. more name though that came out of that that I'm very interested in was supposedly Tampa was shopping around for uh, Marte, Kelton Marte down there, Arizona as well. Left-handed hitting second baseman, all kinds of power. Now the rumors had it that they were asking a little bit too much, but if this man is in play. A left-handed hitter in second baseman under contract through 2027 for not a ton of money. Currently 43rd in slugging in the MLB. You want to guess who's 44 and 45? Jose, Jose, Jose Abreu and Luis Robert, Luis Robert. 44, or 44 yeah. and 45. So adding a man of that deal that's left-handed might have to be okay, but like I would keep my eyes open down there maybe in Arizona. Maybe he gets added. Okay. Well, we, we got a couple of days to see what Rick Hahn, what what he pulls out the hat in order to uh, try to improve on a team that he thought would be in a better position right now. But we talked about it last game. We talk about it all the time uh, in the space with the, with the scumbags. Um, is that I kind of like the fact that they're going through adversity. You know, uh, basically in, in football, they use the word they want to callous the players. The White Sox haven't been callous. And, and I think this process of this 162 that they're going through this year, if they get through this and get to the playoffs, they'll be calloused enough to make a fucking run in the playoffs. You feel what I'm saying? I do. And I think, Ray, I think that goes all the way up. Because I don't think uh, Rick Hans felt it. Because he's been in a rebuild for eight years. So, like, he's never, he's never had to win. That's a this great year point. wasn't supposed to be a rebuild. He's supposed to have to win. He's supposed to win. Absolutely. And TLR ain't used to taking in the chops either. 
like he's pretty much everywhere he's went he just won't so like they're all going through it together so i'm with you i'm super interested to see how they respond and what happens all right so um last thing i want to talk about before we move on to another subject um uh, we talked about the draft last time we were on the last episode we talked about the draft the mlb draft and um a couple moves were made we had some uh some players get get signed over slot i don't you explained it to me eric so just for, you know, break it down, Barney style, like I said, Army, break it down, Barney style, over slot, and then tell us what that means for the White Sox. And, and this young man that came out of nowhere that got slotted over slot down there, um, he was like an 11th round pick or something. What was that kid's name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jacob Burke. Uh, he was a center fielder out of Miami. Like, sometimes you look for what interesting pieces are. Last time we talked about the top three picks. You know, I it wasn't out yet, but I said they were going to all three sign over slot. That's been the White Sox MO. What slot means is basically the White Sox had six point, let's just call it 6.3. I'm going to round up 6.3 million to spend in the draft. So the first round slot supposed to be worth 2.8. Second spot supposed to be worth, second spot supposed to be worth, uh, you know, two point deals or whatever. Um, yeah, so like the third spot's supposed to be worth more. So they signed to all three guys, got in a little better talent, three guys in the top 51. But the one pick, you're right, that was interesting to me was the 11th round, Jacob Burke, who was only supposed to have like $125,000 signing spot, actually signed for 225000 They gave him 100000 extra to get him on. And I looked him up, and uh, playing in Miami, the U, you know, good college baseball team, he hit a... Uh, 351, 431, 597 for real smooth 1,028 OPS. What? 12 home runs and 12 doubles. So In the ACC? In the ACC. So that's, I mean, that's going up against a pretty good competition down there, especially where my, my daughter goes to school at North Carolina State, who was in the College World Series just two years ago. Yeah, yeah, I know. I agree. And I think that, like, you know, the White Sox, too, here's something else that maybe a lot of people don't get because you hear – about the cheapness all the time of the organization they actually had 6.3 spent uh six and a half million so they spent 2.5 250,000 over what they were supposed to and is that a tax when you do that they tax that 75 percent on top of it so they had to write another 187 thousand dollar check just to get these kids into camp but they did sign all 20 picks but if you think about it they went over 250 100,000 of them went to this one prospect basically over the slot so like it's interesting so that's one name maybe to keep an eye on or whatever but i like that so but speaking of like uh signings and stuff and all that deal like i was going to ask you guys like i saw the bears made you know a couple moves on the offensive line this week so i was interested in getting your guys's take on what you guys thought of that and who it was and how you see the offensive line shaping up if one of you want to go first I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Elise shine right here because she's in her wheelhouse. Go ahead, Elise. Uh, okay, so the Bears signed two linemen. They signed Michael Schofield first. He's a guard that played with the Chargers last season. Uh, he was actually one of the best-rated uh, blockers in the NFL last season. He was like ninth out of like 80 guards. They like did numbers on, and then uh, they signed Riley Reef. He is actually, he could play either tackle, right or left. He's a tackle that's been in the league a couple years. Uh, they have they have him playing on the left side, though, so they have him at left tackle. 
as currently constructed right now for the Bears. So he signed a one-year deal. I know a lot of people freaked out about how much he got, but in reality, he really has to earn like over half of that. So like they signed him for like 12 million and everyone freaked out because they're like, whoa, that's a massive overpay. And really they actually really only pay him like three million. The rest he has to earn because they're incentives. So like based on games played and and you know injuries and things like that. So yeah, and what yeah. I like about those, what I like about those two signings is that they're veterans, right? Mm-hmm. So we were going into the year. You heard everybody talking about like, oh, the offensive line is not is not going to protect Justin Fields, and they need to do something more. And blah, 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 right? And then all of a sudden, you got to realize like the GM, the assistant GM, they both played offensive line, and they understand how important offensive line is, right? So they they had they made these draft picks. They brought in freaking a ton of draft picks um, mm-hmm. or, or signed undrafted free agents. When I say a ton, I don't mean like everybody was an offensive yeah, line, but they brought enough in. And there was enough mm-hmm. bodies that were signed. We did lose Dakota Dozier to injury, but they had a plan. Yeah. And they went out and got Riley Reed, right? And they got Michael Schofield. And mm-hmm. we now we, our line is looking more solidified and everybody can shut the hell up about a damn right guard. <laughs> Right? Everybody can right. shut up about a right guard. Oh like, geez, Man, so, that got on so, my nerves. And then, you know, not for nothing, you got you got a, a, a line where there's competition. And you yep. want that, right? Don't you want that at least? You want competition. That's what I want. Um, that's exactly what I want. And I, I was trying to tell people, and it was funny because um, I was on Twitter the other day, like right after we had signed Showfield and all that. Someone um, actually had apologized for freaking about the offensive line in May. Cause I told him for like months, I'm like, it's May. Like you're acting like camps like right now at this current moment. And like, we're just gonna trot this team out there. I'm like, no, you gotta be patient, bro. And he was like, wow, I guess I should have waited that long. I'm like, see, patience is key, young man. So be patient, <laughs> you, you but I like the term. Young ones, but... <laughs> 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 yeah. So like, but, let me ask- acting like half of them are kids. Just just complaining to complain, and I'll be like, bro, you need to yeah. calm down. Yeah. Well, let me ask you guys this. New coaching staff, new GM, um, still a super young quarterback. When we're looking at, like, adding the offensive lineman, like, what kind of offensive scheme do you see here? Like, me from the outside, not studying as well as you two, I mean, I don't see him trying to drop back Justin 45 times a game. I think they're going to be a little bit more ball control, a little more, more run, right? It's, it's, it's going to be a zone run. Like they're, yeah. they're gonna run the ball a lot. So like, it's gonna be a zone spread, zone wide uh, type of offense. So it's gonna uh, open up a lot of things for Justin, you know, bootlegs, play action, pass, all that West Coast West Coast system that kind of from the, like the Shanahan tree and all that. It's so. definitely it's definitely a Shanahan tree offense. And, and you know what, not for nothing. I just know that, um, that when they signed a fullback when they signed a fullback, that told me everything I needed to know. They th- yeah. it's not just a not just a fullback, a decent ass fullback. Blasting game has game. Now, you know, no pun intended or you know, to use right. as whatever. But blasting game, his ass got game. And and he can play. So um that tells me they're gonna run. I, I told somebody earlier, I told somebody before that um yeah, there's gonna be uh on the first week, I predict that David Montgomery is going to run for, he's going to have 25 attempts and 
Khalil Herbert will have 15. That's a total of 40 from your two best running backs. So 40 runs in the first game is really ideal. And I think that that will protect Justin enough um, to, to hide some of the things that they're going to be um, trying to do by running the ball with the passing game um, because that'll give them a chance to use play action a lot. And Justin will have an opportunity to see the field differently as he uses the play action and be successful that way. Um, and, and then on top of that, uh, that would also keep the chains moving. So for a young yeah. team learning a new offense, that's huge. Yeah. So I will could, say this: don't expect don't expect the offense to throw forty times a game. They they might there might be games where they don't even throw thirty times. They might throw twenty five. Yeah. So they're definitely gonna run the ball a lot. And I think I think those twenty times you're talking about, at least, are gonna be for pops. The mm -hmm. like five yeah. of those to twenty. So twenty five. If there's twenty five uh, attempts, then five of those are going to be for uh, try to go for over the top because we got yeah. these pieces for a reason. Um, one thing I do want to talk about before um, we kind of move on a little bit um, is the fact that we did lose Lucas Paxton. What are you hearing, Elise? Uh, yeah, uh, so he had to get surgery. He broke his thumb. Uh, so that's about six to eight weeks. So he could potentially miss week one. They don't seem, it doesn't seem like they'll sign anyone. They're going to be splitting reps between Sam Mustafer who played center last year yeah, and the rookie they drafted up, out of Illinois, tomato, tomato. Doug Kramer. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm not the biggest fan of Sam Mustafer, but at the end of the day, he played with Justin uh, last season. So they kind of know each other a little bit. So that so that connection's there. So I could, I could understand it. Don't uh, make me like it, Elise. I'm, I'm being serious. I know people don't want to hear that. I don't like to hear that. And maybe the scheme helps him. You never know. Oh, my um, God. He was so I'm just bad saying. Bad. But, like, this is our options right now. Doug yeah, Kramer's pretty solid, too. He's just small. He's, like, compared to the rest of the linemen, he's probably the smallest one. But he's uh, he's really good at, at center. So he might be splitting reps. One of them might end up starting week one, and the other will be the backup. But don't just hold down the fort until Patrick gets back and then. You know, yeah, that was kind of unfortunate. Is. I didn't like the fact that so. Patrick, that Patrick, uh, got hurt. And then you know, like I said, tomato, tomato, tomato. Fuck, goddamn Sam Mustafer. I, I just <laughs> don't. There was so many. You know what? I'm not. I'm gonna I'm come to come down, you guys. You know what? And I, and, I don't and like I, him either. But this is our options right I'm, now. I'm starting so, to come out of yeah. a little shell with you, y'all. If y'all don't know, like I'm very, I'm a very calm dude for the most part because I've been through some stuff in my life. You know, um, and I've tried to, you know, really focus on just calming down and just being mellow and just a little hum. You know, uh, what's that shit they were doing on uh, uh, Wusa? I was trying to, I do a lot of Wusa, trying to keep myself uh, calm. You know what, I mean? uh, what did they call it? Yoga? Yeah, I, I do. I did namaste, yoga for a lot of years, and, you know, yeah. I, and, and I still, I still do a little yeah. yoga. Yeah. But the thing about it is, I try to keep myself calm. But then, I, then again, there are things that just piss me the hell off. And some, and some, and some players, and some, and, and, and some people that just. I, you know it's what? Funny I went off in the space with Dan the other day, and, and I and I want to apologize to Dan if I went too far. Um, he hadn't said that to me, but I, it pissed me off with that whole Lewis Riddick shit. Like I was upset, and I had an opportunity to, to to just let it let it out, and I went crazy. But 
you know, not I wasn't lying. I didn't say not one fucking lie about that dude uh, when I was going on my little rant. So I'm, I'm glad we have a platform that we can talk to each other, my friends. For sure. So, but yeah, uh, go he, he got starter reps uh, at camp today. He Ooh. split them with Doug Musty? Graham. Sam. Yeah, Musty. Did. Musty? They had to. That's what I'm I saying. Like, we don't really have an option at this point. Um, I mean, I mean, but really at the same want time, when you were breaking it down, when you were breaking it down, at least I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna hold you. Like, it I'm, makes sense. I'm, he did have like, him last I'm, year. I'm, for one, I'm not a fan of rookies, especially offensive linemen, just being thrown in the fire week one. Okay. So if we have to go must for week one, it's one game. It's not but I like, saw, I saw, I think I saw like Briggs. I think I saw Brad Briggs report he, he might be, he might be available week one. So I'm like, I'm fucked. Yeah, yeah but. I'm, if he is available week one, I don't think it'll be at center because he'll probably have a cast or something on his hand. So it might be guard if it okay. if he is available week one. All right. Well. So. Okay. Well. Yeah. Um, it sounds like with the offensive system you guys are describing, the Shanahan, the run temps and stuff, it sounds like Sano's offensive lineman is there to add depth for that because. As you guys well know, running the ball is a little bit harder on them than versus passing. So they're going to have to do some rotation there for sure. Um, so still a holdout, right? In Chicago, big yep. linebacker, Brokon yes. Smith still holding out. Yeah. Still holding out. A deal's going to get done. People are freaking out about it. I'm like, a deal will get done. Right now, they're probably just working out the details, you know, like how much to give them, you know, how many years, yada, yada, yada. Like he's yeah, only 25. But so, the good part, right, Elise, tell him about the good part. The good part about him being at camp. Like oh, he, yeah, he's at camp. He's at camp. He's working with the guys, you know, he's helping the, the linebackers. So he's at camp. He's participating. He's that just tells not me, practicing. So that tells that me, tells me he's going to be here. He's yeah. going to be They're here. just working they're out the details. Out. I think that he's just working out details out and, for now. Yeah, he's holding out, and they're not going to penalize him for not being at camp. They're allowed. Right, they that's put him on the pup list for that reason. That's why that's he's major. on the pup list. Yeah, that's so, so that's what's They up. put him on there so he doesn't get fined. So that's how I know a deal's going to get done. He's going to be here. It's nothing to freak out. Yeah. So, so um, other than that, um, I think that the the the, the preseason is going to be a bonus like next week. Y'all know y'all y'all do know that, right? So. Yeah. Uh, is it next? Uh, uh, the the, the, the first of, game's the fourth. The yeah, Hall the Hall of Fame, Fame game, is, game is like next it's Saturday. Fourth, fourth. It's the Jags and Raiders. I'm yeah. so excited. I'm just happy. Next Thursday or something, right? It's like next. It's yeah, the it's fourth. Like, it's, it's next week. The fourth. Up. It's so, next I mean, week. So, so think about it. Like you guys. Football is coming football back. Next I'm week. excited. So I'm excited. Do we? Do we? Do we gamble on freaking preseason games, Eric? Uh, for sure. You said for sure. <laughs> I don't sure. know. You don't know who's going to be playing. How do you gamble that, on that's, that's the beauty of it. Uh, like That's the beauty of it. Wow. Week 18 or whatever it is now. How many weeks they play it? Because they had 18. 18. 18. 18. 18. So week 18 in preseason, some of the more juicier gamble you can get your hands on. Mm-hmm. And because there's inside information leaked that let's just stay with the Bears. That, hey, you know what? I feel Justin's behind. I'm going to play him the whole first half of the first week. Where the other team isn't even, say it's, say they're playing, you know, the Cowboys. They ain't even going to run their quarterback out there whatsoever. He ain't even playing the first week. They're running out third string and fourth string. So very important thing to watch 
If you're watching, you're thinking about gambling, watch those line moves. Line moves are probably the most powerful thing in sports. If you see the line move a lot of points one way or the other, there's information out there that you don't know. Just follow that line move. Follow that line move. Just get on the train with that line move. All I know is I will say though, uh, Coach said they're going to play a lot. The starters are going to get quality reps, so they're probably going to play quite a bit. Talking about the Bears? The Bears? The Bears starters? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Blue, yeah. They're, Blue, they're, Blue. Gonna, they're gonna get a lot of reps. So I like Coach Everflu. I like I that. Like him, but I like I don't that. know if I would do that though. <laughs> but, hey. No, I'll fuck that. We did you see, man? You know what? I like Coach Everflu. I don't think he's talking about they're gonna too. play the whole preseason game. I think they're gonna get. You said quality reps. What is that? Yeah. That means they're getting. Right. They're, they're building up a sweat. They're coming off the. Uh, they're coming off the game. It better be like a half. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying, yeah, be yeah. Like a half, no more than a that. half, and, and and then you can take that half and you can say, you know what, we're blowing these mo- we're blowing these people out. So, you know, I don't really need to. Y'all, we'll we'll just go extra hard on practice on Wednesday. You feel what, me? What? Uh, so, so is it still four games preseason? Is no, that- no, three. no, just three. three. Three, three. So that's what that's what happens. That's, that's why most of the that's why no none of the starters usually play the third game because they treat that like the fourth game. Right. So, so that was the compromise for adding the extra week to the end of the year. They yes. took it from yes. four to exactly. three. Gotcha. Yeah, there you gotcha. Go. gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So you will see some more starters probably in that first game then. Yeah. Right. So the first few games you'll see the starters more, and then the third game you probably won't see the starters at all. They probably won't play at all. Yeah. They'll, you know, they'll be on the sidelines. Right. So, um, well, I, I'm 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 interested in uh, seeing what we can do as far as the the gambling portion, uh, the sports gambling portion, as far as the NFL preseason. Eric, I will be talking to you this week so I can uh, we can get a couple slips in there. Uh, <laughs> I want to get a couple slips in. Um, uh, Eric, did you did you hit last night? No, I got off to a great start though. You got did. You got off to a great start, but fuck. Yeah. Okay. I remember because yeah. when I was when I was talking to you, you were saying you know we had just hit on 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 Jose and so on and so forth. That's all good. And then, matter of fact, I saw a, a ticket yesterday uh, that that somebody posted fifty six thousand dollars on Fanduel. Oh man, thousand. They, they bet seven fifty fifty six thousand. I mean, guess what? Just three leg parlay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's why we gamble, right? It's for yeah. those stories, for those stories, for those stories. Yeah, so so um, we've talked a lot about a lot of the well, just the socks and the white socks, the, the socks and the white socks, the the socks and the bears. Um, but we have a special guest lined up for the next episode, episode three of the Juice Joint is special. We have a special guest. Um, this young man is uh, associated with Eric in a special way. And I'm going to let Eric tell everybody who this young man is, why he's coming onto the show, why we're excited to have him. And uh, just, I, I'm, 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 I'm rambling because I'm excited to even announce the fact that we have our first guest, uh, our, guest our first guest for the Juke Joint. Eric, who is this young man? Yeah, no, I'm excited too. So uh, next show, we're going to have Taylor Broadway join us. Uh, he was 
2021 six-round pick, closer for the White Sox out of the University of Mississippi, um, NCAA champion Mississippi. He'd be mad at me if I didn't mention that they won the uh, NCAA championship this year. But uh, he's going to join us. Uh, we're going to go through some stuff and maybe some stuff that like White Sox fans don't get to hear a lot about. What was it like on draft day? How did it go after draft day? What's it like going through the ranks? Because he's been through low A to high A. Now he's currently in Birmingham playing double A. Like. You know, what's the road trips like? You're playing six games on the road. What's, you know, what are the bus trips like? Who and from and going on? And then we'll get into some funny stuff. Like, you know, I'm gonna put him on a spot a little bit, ask him, you know, who's the funniest guy in the clubhouse? Who, you know, who's the best singer? Just some stuff that maybe we can get to know some of the players down a little bit more, but we're gonna go through his journey and uh, talk through him about this. And then the White Sox actually drafted a kid from Ole Miss in the 10th and they signed a free agent pitcher from Ole Miss. So he can give us a little scouting report on a couple of his former teammates joining the White Sox, and uh, it'll be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, too. Elise, how you feeling about having a, a, the first guest on the show next week? That'll be fun. Like, I'll, I'll be excited, because then I feel like that'll help me get it, like, learn more about baseball, like, what what it's really about in the game and stuff. So it'll be fun. Yeah, that, I think so. I think, I think it'll give a lot of people a different appreciation for what these young men go through when they get drafted to a team through the MLB and what they have to go through to make it to the show. That's why they call it the show. And that's our show. That's our show. And uh, I'm, I'm just grateful that we was able to get this episode done. And uh, next week, Taylor, you are on the stage in the juke joint. So um, I hope you're listening. And uh, that's it. That's our show. Uh, we we want to thank everybody who listened to us on our first episode last week, the introduction. And um, we're going to go ahead and sign off. We're going to cut the lights off. And uh, last call was about 10 minutes ago. So uh, that's it. Let's send them home and go watch the White Sox game. Yeah, we got to go Peace. watch the game. All right, y'all.